0: Let's get this show started.
1: Thanks for listening in to the centurion leadership battalion podcast. We're so excited to have you joining us again for a and a episode. This is your host, Elena, and we have Justin with us, and we are hopping right into another Q and a today. So before we introduce Justin, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys our question. It is why is having a mission focused on human growth important as a leader. So hi, Justin. I am really excited to hear your take on this question on human growth.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Elena. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, just so everyone knows, at Justin Bizarro. Uh, that's B-I double Z a double R O. And on Instagram and Facebook, it's all one word. If you want my public account on Facebook, it's Justin Ryan Bizarro R Y A N. Although I don't post anything on there right now, it just gets the episodes uh, from all the podcasts on there that I do. Okay. So, um, why is it important to have a mission focused on human growth as a leader? Um, You know, I think there's been a lot of leadership things and books, and we talk about structures and how to lead people and influence people and motivate them. I think we spend a lot of time in marketing and advertising trying to figure out what people want. You know, and I think that in school, we spend a lot of time trying to grow humans in whatever way possible. I'm not quite sure how we fully do that i'm part of its education part of its school system part of its parenting i think we probably all admit we can all do better in that but i think what happens after you're done with high school or college or whatever that education live is how do you continue in education right so um if you're going to be a leader or a manager or even a person at the company and you're going to be a leader in your own life in any way, shape, or form. The thing that you should always be doing is growing humans. It doesn't matter whether you're building computers or in our case, producing food or running a restaurant or a food truck or a software company. Those are all great things, and but the purpose should be human growth and then sp- in that a profitable business that sells whatever product line you are. But if your business is actually like in food service partners, better with bacon fat, you know, grown strong and primal rock, it's about, yes, it's all about food, but our focus is the human growth first, the core values, the making sure the human's a good able to develop in any way they want to lead both inside this business and outside this business in their family and in their communities. So, you know, how do you do it? Human growth has to be bigger in your agenda as a leader than anything else. Meaning I'm always working on that skill. I'm always focused on how I make an impact on people. Not necessarily shock them, but what am I doing, and it could be without very little words, to make an impact on them, to be a leader, to give them a better future, because if time is our most valuable resource, more valuable than money, it depletes, we never know what it is, it's always, we're not sure how long it's going to last, it's always this thing, and really the only way you can value it is day by day. And the only way you can value it over the long term is to really take time to grow humans so they can become valuable themselves and also grow other humans and create a compounding effect of human growth value. But it takes someone starting it in your family, in your business, in your community, in your home, so in your country, whatever it is. It's one of those things where if it isn't your focus, I, I really encourage every human that listens to this. I mean, every human on the planet, really, it's the one thing we have in common that we should have in common. We all, no matter what religion, no matter what race, no matter what ethnicity, we procreate and we eat food and we drink water. And all of us procreate to put humans on the planet for the future. So we left something behind maybe, or we're passing on, you know, to the next one, or we believe that we're helping our ethnicity or, or whatever it is that we feel obliged to have children. But we all agree that the children need to have good water, good healthy food to grow strong bones and mind. And we all agree that We want those humans to grow for life because we as a parent would want them to explode out of their potential and live the greatest life they could ever have. And if you don't want that for your child and you'd rather have your child live a life of comfort and no stress and all that, I just don't know how you find happiness. It just hasn't been my experience. If you don't grow humans, you can produce millions of pounds of food like we do. And it doesn't have much purpose once you've been doing it for 20 years. And I'm not saying you shouldn't jump or whatever, but I miss, we missed it. And have we always grown humans and had loyalty? Yes, but not to the extent that we're doing it now, because now it's our number one focus. And every business person out there or company that wants to do biz- business with us sees that we've grown humans over 24 years, but really over the last four. So, human growth and having the skill set to be able to talk to humans, to be able to communicate with them, motivate them and inspire them, and also get to know them individually to know how they tick, to be able to inspire the fears or get rid of the fears to inspire them, or whatever it is, whatever you can harness to start moving that person forward. And if you have to use a fear, great, I don't recommend fear tactics. But sometimes, for me, for example, I have a huge fear of being poor, of, of going back to the rock bottom, like I did a few years ago, when I went through a divorce, and or, um, when I was a younger kid, where literally still to this day, I need two jugs of milk in the fridge, two loaves of bread in the freezer and two things of peanut butter in the fridge. Just, I know that that'll get me through a week, maybe two, no matter what happens. I don't know why, but it's a fear thing. I am that afraid of being starving and I'm that afraid of being poor. And I've chosen to be poor before by getting a divorce. And starting all over again and going through all that. Because I wanted a better life. And it wasn't about the money. It was about what am I doing with my time? What am I leaving behind? What if I have children? What is the legacy that I'm leaving in this relationship? Most people can't have that conversation with themselves. But it requires me thinking about if I'm going to grow human and it's going to become part of everything I do in my life, including my own family then you better be set up to succeed at all costs because you're in the business of growing humans, whether you're at work, whether you're at home with your family, whether you're a coach, whether you're in your community, whether you're going out to dance with friends or going to to the bar to party, all in there as a human should be us willing to grow other humans to have them uncap their potential. Why? If you really wanna know the simplest answer, we have to do it for our species to survive. And everyone's gonna think I'm some whack job when I say that. We'll attach to global warming all the way. So I'm not talking about anything different. I just see it differently. I don't blame something else. I don't blame a gas. I don't blame a gun. I blame the humans. And if you actually take responsibility that we are humans, that we are making these decisions to do it, not the gas, not the solar panels, and we're just like, oh, let the humans still overconsume energy. Let's just replace it with solar. We didn't fix the problem. We just took a loaded gun from one, from one or a loaded bullet from one gun and put it in a different gun. Okay, so it's not a shotgun now. Now it's a rifle. okay. That's what literally we're doing. We're loading the bullets to our own death as a species. So if we want to grow as humans, we have to uncap the potential of a lot of humans that can go out and solve a very complex problem such as growing human population and, and not enough food and water and maybe environmental problems. Um, we need those humans. We need those leaders. It, our, future, our future requires it. And if we know that, Why are we not doing more? You know, some people are probably like, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm doing so much. How could I do any more? I feel that way sometimes too. But then I see it happen and I'm like, oh, every one of us has a voice. Everyone can lead by action. Everyone can be inspired by human growth because human growth, if we grow as humans, truly for our own species, and our own food and our own water, I truly think that the solution when we ultimately look at it is going to be massive biodiversity. So it's not only saving the humans, it's saving a lot of species that are already out there that could go extinct or are on the verge of going extinct or have gone extinct, which are unsavable because of humans. So, you know, how do we grow as humans? Um, I think if we invest in each other and we see that investment as more than the money we spend or the clothes we wear, I'm not saying not to enjoy nice things, but I think if we start to see that the things that we wear are are more about the energy that we wear and the energy that we wear to put out to the universe and how we grow humans and all that, it, it it transcends money, it transcends wealth, it transcends a lot of those things. It's why great leaders have come from all parts, whether it's rich, poor, or whatever. I agree someone with a chip on their shoulder um, or a struggle is going to have to go through a lot more to be a leader, Um, but not necessarily. So I think that is it in a nutshell. What do you think, Elena? How do you feel about human growth?
1: I agree with everything you were sharing and especially what you were sharing in the beginning as a parent and, you know, just wanting, you have to want to leave that legacy for your children. So you have to care about human growth yourself in order to do that for them. So I think, you know, it's an interesting topic. Um, I wasn't quite sure where we were going to go with the question, but I was just listening really and soaking in the wisdom that you were sharing and why, you know, this, this topic is important to you. And I think it should be, it should be more widely discussed because it is important in so many different, different aspects and so many different relationships and especially parenthood. And as a soon to be parent, it was just really interesting for me to hear more about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, Elena, you really touched on something, which is this, and it's probably the best advice I've ever gotten from a, therapist when it came to parenting and I, we always talk about I'm a step-parent so I didn't have young kids but when I was trying to figure it all out the, one of the things that they ever taught said to me was whatever I do I'm modeling whatever they're going to be as parents and so what I'm really modeling is how they are going to treat their children and so on and so forth And when I realize that I'm actually modeling not the generation right in front of me, but the generation thereafter also, the responsibility and the impact of my words and how I think about things and address things for the future and for their confidence and for their character um, is way different. And it's not a hovering parent or anything. It's just my advice is different. And it's less about being their friend and knowing who they hang out with or worrying about them doing the right thing and more about um, setting up the legacy with the morals and ethics that transcends the individual issues you know Mm -hmm. so we talk about it a lot like if your kid's good at a sport and you don't have a lot of time You're better off spending more days than time going to practice, witnessing the games and, and with that child, than taking the time to do their homework. Okay. Like you're going to have to make those choices as a parent. Um, but it has to be about the growth of the child, not about the growth of your ego or what you think is best for the child. Okay, like it's really like, how do I do what's best for that child from that child's perspective as the adult? And we have our own experiences to go from and our own fears, but we can't instill them on our kids or on the people we're growing. You have to uncap it, you have to help them get rid of their fears so they can go conquer the world, not create fears, not instill fears. And certainly, not instill obedience because I get it. You want kids to sit down and you want things to do it, but we got to work on the obedience thing. I get it. It's easier that way. It's just not beneficial in the long run as a free market country or as democracies on and on and on. So it's tough to say, but You know, the human growth piece and how we do it and how it echoes throughout family legacies, it's really, really, really important. And it's a lot of responsibility and it comes with a lot of power when we harness it and how we use it really matters. Good, bad, indifferent really matters. And so if you become an expert at human growth and it's something you can do, You can fight things as a group, as a country, as humans, through belief systems, through philosophy, through culture of countries or individuals or cultures that don't see human life the way that we do, or have the same core values that we believe in. Or believe in exploitation of humans and animals for profitability and economic growth, okay? So that's the opposite of human growth, right? That is is the opposite, that's human devalue or human exploitation for the growth of an economy or growth of profitability. I'm talking about the opposite of that. So if we're gonna have warriors in the world and free markets, we talk about this a lot, it's not the soldiers only. It's every entrepreneur and business person that goes around the world and has a set of core values and ethics that they live by no matter what, and doing business around the world. And that's the fight for human growth. Is if we're not doing it, if there's not a group of people leading and growing humans. There's 100% larger groups with larger populations that are devaluing humans and not growing them and trying to make them more obedient generation after generation and compound that type of culture. But we do business with them all the time because really the worst thing about free market economies and free thinkers is we assume that everyone can think the way we do and they freely think in their own brains. We are biological animals and each person is different and we are domesticated and our domestication and what culture it was done in has everything to do with how we think. The things I need in my culture are different than the things that someone needs in their culture. We can't do it overnight and we can't just assume that everyone is okay and we're going to live happily ever after. Because you can't possibly do that when you have the biggest populations of the world exploiting humans and exploiting our world. How are we going to do global warming and save the world when we specifically go to non-fossil fuels for clean energy? But all the ability to produce those comes from China and Russia, which are non-human right human growth countries is certainly not democratic. And yet when I was in business school 20 years ago, you know how much pushing was done to make money, the short-term money gain by doing business in Brazil, Russia, India, China, the BRIC countries? It's laughable now what we've done with our economy based on that philosophy 22 years plus years ago. Laughable. and if we're still pushing it, laughable even more. Because we're ultimately signing our own death. And if everyone's like, well, look at what Rome did, why Rome, and they think it's cliche, take a look at what happened to Rome. When you start thinking everyone is under the Roman ideal across your whole empire or across the whole world. It's not true. You have lots of people from different cultures, from different ethnicities that have all different opinions, that all see leadership differently, that all trust leadership differently because of their paths. So how you get human growth around the world, you've got to model it and you've got to have the integrity and the core values and ethics and the discipline to stand your ground and always be true to who you are in discipline and consistent. You know, so what am I talking about and why is it so important? It's the future, guys. And the less we care about it, the more room there is for everyone else to devalue it. And in a world where we're still fighting the effects of slavery or segregation or huge human rights problems, We wanna lift up the human rights problems or the inequalities in the United States. We have to be able to transcend just the United States and make it about the human rights for the whole planet. Then by nature, the lowest problems in our culture in the United States, for example, will start to rise up too because we're transcending the restrictions and the glass floors and the glass ceilings that exist in our culture or in our government. And going to the glass ceiling, or going to the government, which is part of the problem, or part of, the problem, and not transcending it, you can't get by it. If they're the glass ceiling, you can't go to the glass and ask the glass to move. The glass has is there for its reason. It's going to be the glass. A glass is there for the separation to keep things in and out. If the government's that in this scenario, we need to transcend it and in order for things the worst things in the united states to get better we have to go above the, the benchmark right now which is the government and transcend it to a higher benchmark on a global scale and take on responsibility with the power we have as a country i get it we want to protect our own we want to protect our borders 100 percent agree but as business people family members traveling the world doing what we do with our children, we are constantly modeling whether we grow humans or not. And I bet every family in the world, father, mother would argue that they grow humans. And I would agree physically that that happens. Mentally, experience, exposure, education, I don't know. But I think if you're, wondering in your own head whether you are or not you're probably not and sorry to be so direct on this one guys but i think this core value is i mean sorry so this topic um question we just did a core value one earlier sorry i got off on my head but as we answer this question about human growth um which also, in my opinion, means being honest, which is what we just talked about a core value we recorded earlier, is you have to be honest with humans about their potential, about the things that they're thinking. And you have to be honest that back to mediocrity that they need to keep moving even if they're bad at it. So thank you, Elena, for the topic. Thank you, everyone who listened in. And I went on a little bit of a tangent there. I apologize. But Elena hit a topic that I thought was just massively important. Um, and I really, if you didn't, weren't able to have children yourself and wanted children, you would adopt a child and you would still grow that child as a human of your own. So why do we take on that as humans yet not realize that is our duty to be grown ourselves by other humans over a lifetime and grow other humans over a lifetime? Our children are not our children. We are society, um, social beings, and we always talk about village raising a child, not 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 just their parents. Well, be the village. Use the opportunity for every second you have when you communicate with someone or talk to someone to grow that human. I, I'm, I don't know what else to say. I just, otherwise I find life to be extremely wasteful and unpurposeful and non-rewarding. And honestly, if I were really to dive down to where I am as a human now, um, I get, I don't even look at the bank accounts anymore. And Deborah is probably going to get mad that I say this, but I know money comes in and I know we're going to be okay. And so I have a little bit of comfort there. But like, I get so much purpose in growing humans and making that my life, that whether or not I can buy a new car or buy a new watch or a new pair of shoes is less important. And if I need one or I want one, obviously I can do that. But the funny thing is, is I don't do those things because I don't buy shoes to make myself feel better or, you know, go out shopping because I need to go get my mind off of something. I never have to do that anymore. I mean, my sole purpose is growing humans no matter where it is. I am in the food business, but as a human, I am the same as every other human. I am in the human growth business, period. And we all are. We're in the business to grow ourselves and we're in the business to grow other people. Whether we realize it or not, that is our purpose. We can go further into our responsibility over animals and the planet as part of that purpose, which I will argue also. But for this subject matter, we're just going to talk about humans and human growth. And again, you shouldn't be exploiting each other. You shouldn't be exploiting the planet or animals to grow as a human. That's not growth. That's taking value away from something or another human or the planet or our future generations to try to grow now. That's not real human growth. Oh, thank you, Elena. I love the topic. I really, I've been really direct on this one. I'm sorry, guys, but obviously I just am trying to get this point through to anyone that listens in that no matter what you do in leadership and I'll, we'll get through the 18 pillars and all of that. But if you can't grow humans, it's very hard for you to be a leader and in business and an entrepreneur and wealthy And, and, and. At least keep it going consistently. At least having that value over a lifetime. And I don't think there's any greater value to a human and their longevity of holding value than the ability to grow humans. So every human should have the ability to grow humans, but there are still superstar human growers that lead in this way that make it their common thing in their whole life that make life easier and have a purpose like mine by just growing humans the business the loyalty the money the vendors the sales we don't have a sales team at food service partners yet yeah, we have business coming in the door every day more than we can handle more and we have to turn it away all the time So it's because we, people wanna work here, people wanna come here, people understand that if they're gonna co-pack with us and grow their business, they need a company behind them that's growing not only their business with them, but the employees that support that business. And if you don't do that, then what are you doing? What is it that you're spending your time on? Because I guarantee you processes, profitability problems, all of that stuff starts at human growth. And it all starts at also getting those humans to work as a team in business. And that's a growth process as well. Every single time you switch the team up, every single time you create a new team, you're going to have to go through it. Every individual is going to grow. They're going to have to get used to new dynamics. And you're going to have to help orchestrate it as their leader or team leader or whatever you want to call it, supervisor, whatever. So thank you, Elena. Thank you everyone for listening in. Please Thanks share, so pay the dues, share the, share the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening in and we will talk to you on our other episodes.